Hi, I'm Eric Wallace, showrunner of The Flash, and you are listening to The Flash Podcast. It's awesome, 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 awesome. The Flash, starring Grand Guns and his Baron, a.k.a. Flash-ish. I mean, he's not really that fast anymore, so what can you do? Flash-ish, I like it. Yeah. It's and, the next sequel after, after Mixed-ish. Flash-ish. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm your host, Andy B, as always. And with me, <laughs> as always, are my amazing co-hosts, Taddy, Breeze, and Lazy. Hi, Lazy, doing today? I'm doing great. Streamed off by Astro. Time. <laughs> We're all starred for human contact. Can you tell? She said no. Please, she, please she, said while, she said while looking at uh, Taddy and Breeze knowingly. It's true. It's true. That's all we do yeah. all day long. There's so, nothing else to do. Uh, we're here to cover the the penultimate episode. Yes, Super Raider. That's right. We're gonna steal your thing. So, ladies, here's here, we have one homework for this week's episode. Besides, you know talking about the actual episode and we're gonna try to say penultimate as much as possible instead of saying episode 18 or the 18th episode try and find a way to work in penultimate because you know we like to mess with some of our podcast friends in okay. Podcast Network, so um did they coin the term penultimate well, did i no. did i dream that it existed previous to the podcast well i mean here's the thing so in the early season of Supergirl Radio, they decided... Uh, well, here's the thing. Rebecca loves the word penultimate. I think they all do. Because there's an episode... Well, actually, it's on the penultimate episode where they all like just gush about how much they love their word. So that they every season when they get to episode 21 of Supergirl, they do everything they can to say penultimate. So, um, But, you know, this is that's also the same podcast that tries to claim that Kara is just as fast or even faster than Barry. So, you know... I mean, well, now she is faster, so. Uh, uh, well, you know. They're finally. I right. mean, at this at this point, I might be faster than Barry. <laughs> if only if only Supergirl storylines were you know actually pacing a little bit faster enough to actually get to the point of who the hell is Leviathan. Oh. oh I mean, I've... to be fair, we also don't know why the hell <laughs> Joseph Carver wants to do whatever Joseph Carver wants to do. I was gonna say, who that the hell is Black Hole at this point? Well, okay. I keep forgetting every time I hear somebody reference Black Hole, I'm like, what is that? And it takes me a minute to be like, that's supposed to be part of the season because I have no idea what it is. Good lord. Okay, so um, you know, we're gonna we're just gonna have a little bit of fun with Supergirl Radio. So you know, let's um, let's talk about the penultimate episode of season six called Pay. The Piper, and it was written by Jess Carson, who you can follow at Jess V Carson on Twitter. She is the newest writer in the writers' room, and someone we're really excited about joining the Flash family. And the episode was written by Am- Amanda Tapping, who you can follow at Amanda Tapping. So, um, th- th- this is what I love about when pe- people get Twitter handles with their actual names. Like when we get, you know, like these long difficult names to pronounce and so on. They're like underscores, numbers, and, you know, or references to shows that I never watched. I'm like, who are you? It's like, I don't even know this man. Oh, you know... Are you dragging Tati right now? What? Her Twitter handle. It's not her Yeah, I hear that. I know what you're saying, Breeze. She she said knowingly to breeze exactly and, i know knowingly I mean, she explained it what it was like so many people that like we try to pronounce it i'm like well i've never i don't know them like i don't know I, I don't know this man or woman they could be walking down the street and i wouldn't know a thing sorry to this man or woman so 
like Mar- like you know after Andrew kept making fun of her handle like for you know almost for a half a season she was like well Marcella is this character on Game of Thrones I think that's what she said that is probably what I said because that yeah. is an accurate statement well there you, well, there you go so <laughs> ladies what an penultimate episode this was and um, we have a big A plot with um, not one but two flash foes one being Godspeed or a version of Gazi. We're not sure what's going on there. And then we see the return of Harley Rathaway, aka Pied Piper, who, you know, I I called it that he would be back after the, he had that one quick cameo where he has powers now, he ha- he hates Barry's guts. And I'm like, yep, Crisis did something, and we're going to find out later this season. So, but there's, there was a lot of depth to Harley. And we actually, they really get to the bottom why he and Barry, and, you know, or Flash Team Flash, where at war with each other. So in this continuity now, Pied Piper had his own little army. Um, one of them, be- one of his henchmen being his boyfriend Roderick, and we see in a flashback that uh, I'm tr- and I'm gonna tr- okay. The one thing that I cannot do with this episode, I cannot explain anything science wise. So Barry's powers does something in co- conjunction with Piper's powers. And it somehow makes Roderick go unstable. And that's why he hates Barry. Because he hurt the, the, the man he loves. I don't get... Like, I didn't get any of the physics of it all. So, like, it, it, that's not... A, you know, I'm not saying that as a... I don't know what physics are. Well, physics is... Physical. <laughs> physical. I guess. Uh, either way. They team together to stop Godspeed, but it does come at even more at the expense of Barry's speed, if he even has any, anything left now. So, so, so I'm going to start with, with Breathe. What did you think about the return of Pied Piper and the way they kind of explored that dynamic between him and Barry and how, and how they eventually came together by the end? So I think that was, was really interesting because a lot of the, the villains they've brought back this season, they didn't really seem to have you know, a purpose. It was more of a, hey, we're in post-crisis. Here's the return of a bunch of villains you used to know. But with this case, he really did have a purpose. And it, you know, um, led to some revelations about Godspeed and the Speed Force. And I just thought it was interesting also because Hartley has a more personal connection to Team Flash. So seeing how his storyline has changed post-crisis was a little more interesting how he hates Barry. I thought it was funny that he already knew the Flash's identity, which is an on- seems to be an ongoing joke this season that Barry cannot keep his identity secret. Um, but I thought it was interesting. They gave him more of a character background with, you know, his tragic love story. And I just thought it was a nice team-up. We haven't gotten a kind of full-scale Team Flash team-up in a while, and this episode was very much like, okay, we're all going to work together um, on something. Can I ask you because I I didn't know what you thought about Pie Piper when uh, when he first showed up on the show show like did, when when he showed up in season one and two what did you what did you think of him? I mean I think it was you know similar to now it's to me it's less interesting his actual powers than so much his relationship with Team Flash. I mean it was funny this episode when they were trying to explain who Nash was and they're just like I'm his twin mm-hmm. <laughs> like they just simplified it. Um, so I I think that and. It, I think the better villains do have a more interesting backstory versus like they got a, their power during the, um, I can't remember during the reactor explosion. And then it's like a particle a, accelerator. Particle accelerator. Sorry guys. It's been a long week. Please. No one drag me in the comments. afterwards. Breathe. <laughs> um, if yes. anything, they're, they're going to drag me because they, no one has ever dragged since you came on so and, and lazy so you know they, they love all three of you i'm the i'm you know and I, I know i am the problem so don't worry maybe when they turn on me though um but yeah so i think he's uh, definitely one of the more interesting villains and i'm glad we got him back despite the shortened episode uh order lazy what about you what did you uh think of up to a plot and what were your you know because i 
didn't know you when season one started. Uh, so what did you, what did you think of Pied Piper when he first showed up in the Arrowverse? Um, I'm not sure that I remember what I thought of Pied Piper when he first showed up in the Arrowverse. I was like, that's a long time ago and many, many episodes. <laughs> but I do, um, I do really like his sort of frenemy vibe with Barry. The joke where he called him Oprah was like my favorite thing. That was, and, that was really funny. <laughs> And I think it's a, um, I think it's an interesting relationship that I, if the most of this this plot felt to me like very much setting up for Hartley to be able to come back at some point. And a lot of this episode really to me felt like setting up things for next season. Like I feel like he could definitely show up again. I kind of got like I don't think he would be part of Team Flash, but maybe just sort of like a like a Captain Cold esque kind of ancillary sort of rogue sort of friend kind of figure. Um, like an antihero. Yeah, or, or even or even maybe like maybe a little like more towards the hero than the anti part because I don't like is he even doing anything like super villainy right now? <laughs> I don't think so. I think. He's just wearing a hoodie and some uncomfortable-looking arm gauntlets. But um, I thought he was a really sort of nice uh, interjection of a little bit of, like, snark and irreverence into an episode that otherwise, like, many of the characters were kind of dangerously, like, approaching Mopey, which, you know, given that their loved ones are trapped in a, you know, alternate dimension and in a potential like supervillain has escaped i guess i get that but like you know it, it it cut through a lot of that for me and also i really thought um he and rodney were really cute rod, rod roderick not rodney that he and roderick were really cute and i'm all for like more lgbt couples on shows like this so i would not mind seeing them again for that reason Although, I mean, did we just invent this weird glass thing that keeps people from vibrating to death? Because that feels like it would have been useful at some point prior to right now. I don't know. It really would have been. It really would have been. Well, there you go. Thanks, random technology company I've never heard of until this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's the errors. They can do anything, so... Exactly, Tiana. Well, what were yes. your thoughts on, on the A plot? And you know, but you know what? Because I, we, you know, we didn't talk when. Because like, I, I actually do want to know what you guys thought about uh, Pied Piper. No, I legit like do not remember. I have always loved Pied Piper, and why do you think I have always loved Pied Piper? Because him and David are OTP. Yes, Sing and Hartley OTP. So I was very excited when Pied Piper was first wow. introduced. Uh, into the uh, Arrowverse, into the Flash, although unfortunately it was, you know, not in the way that I would have done it, but I still really like Andy Mantis. I thought he did a great job as Hartley. I thought he and Cisco had, like, a fun, like, um, you know, what, what's that, what do you call that? Enemies dynamic? Let's just call it that. Sexual A fun competitive dynamic. Yes, but the enemies to lovers thing, although obviously they weren't going to do that, but they had some fun tension going on there. And also, the way that they had him be the one, like, he believed in Harrison and actually was the one that warned Wells before it all went down, you know? So you're like, oh, Hartley has integrity. Okay, bye, Hartley. Um, so, so yeah, I like that from the start, you could see that he was more of, like, an, not necessarily an anti-hero, but someone who was straddling the line between hero and villain. He could go either way. Um, and in most iterations, we know he eventually becomes a friend to the Flash. So... It was cool that they left that open. And then it seemed like they just fixed that, right? They're like, now Hartley is our friend. I think that was after Flashpoint, maybe, in season three. At whatever point it was, they were like, season in this timeline. Oh, okay. In this oh, time, sorry. Hartley is our friend. Um, and then, and now they're like, in this timeline, Hartley is our enemy. But for this specific reason. <laughs> so I thought it was funny that it was like a get whiplash of going back and forth with what Hartley is to us. But they did a good job, I thought, of incorporating the reason why. Like, they're like, oh, well, there was this quote-unquote henchman. And that henchman got hurt because of the Flash. And now Hartley hates us. And that makes total sense, especially when Barry realized, oh, hey, that henchman was actually your boyfriend. And that's why you're so upset. Ah, oh, this all makes sense. 
I like that they were they like connected the different emotional stories. Like everyone is um, not on their best game because they are afraid of not being able to save their loved ones or uh, afraid of disappointing their loved ones or afraid of just like losing their loved ones in the middle of their neural dissonance. So there was a lot of nice um, parallels there. And I liked how Barry was able to connect with Hartley over um, Roderick and what might be happening to him. Also, as Lacey said, the amount of non-heterosexual relationships on The Flash is so, so infinitesimal. I am so glad we got another one. I mean, I think, what's the other one? Only other one. Singh and his boyfriend slash husband that we saw literally one time. That's it. Yeah. There was like, I had to the- Google because I was like, is this the first one? Because <laughs> I had completely forgotten that. Yeah, like, we know that Nora likes girls, but it was literally like, hey, chick spinner, you're cute. Never again mentioned. <laughs> the end. So, um, I'm glad that we're hopefully getting a little bit more. Uh, I would not mind on um, expanding on that. I would love to see Hartley again as a now friend to Team Flash. Um, so, yeah, overall, that part of it was much more exciting to me than the Godspeed part of it. Um, just because I feel like we haven't really gone a compelling route with Godspeed overall yet. So, I, I, I mean, I guess I look forward to what that might be setting up, as you guys already said, for like maybe next season. Or maybe Godspeed will somehow be tied to Black Hole, but right now that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, I, should think, be, I need but... nothing else to be tied to Black Hole. I need Godspeed <laughs> to just like have his feet and like come back later. Fine well, that. I would like Black Hole to have d- something have been done with Black Hole, <laughs> but yes, yes, um, agreed. But I feel like there's enough. It's too late now. It's too late to apologize. Okay, anyway, so <laughs> um, I did. I did like the moment where Barry was trying to like climb up the run, run up the building to Godspeed, and he just started falling, and then Hartley had to save him with his sound beams. That was awesome. Was literally, I have no idea how that worked, but it looked cool. Yeah. Like, how does that sound pick you up? Like, I don't understand that. Sure. Hartley sound can. If anyone's sound can pick you up, it is Pied Pipers. But yeah, I thought that was that True. was quite humorous. Um, and what else? I love B.D. Wong, so it's cool to hear him voicing Godspeed. I keep forgetting that it is his voice. Yeah. Oh, that was him? Mm-hmm. I somehow missed that. That's exciting. I, I thought it sounded familiar, that. and I couldn't figure out why. So that, and that is why. You've learned something new today. How about <laughs> we just bring in B.D. Wong as Godspeed next season in the flesh? That would be cool. I would accept that. Um, but yeah, so I think that's... I mean, I guess because it's not really one of the other storylines. Well, maybe it's the Irish storyline. I don't know. I guess I'll just talk about it here. But I, like I said, the different parallels, I liked how we got to see, like, for example, Cisco was breaking down over the idea of not having Camilla and then how he could have saved her or maybe he could do something if he was Vi, but he wasn't. So he got a pep talk from Cecile. Meanwhile, Hartley got his pep talk from from Barry, etc. And then other pep talks. It was just pep talks all around. So while pep talks, like normally you don't need more than two pep talks in an episode. This episode was very bogged down in pep talks. But since a, Godspeed is dumb and I don't care about him. And B, oh my God. <laughs> and B, like this was unfortunately a filler episode that wasn't meant to be the pen- the penultimate episode. Um, at the very least, we got a penultimate episode that dealt in the emotional connections between different characters and how they feel when those connections might be severed penultimately. Plus, it ended with a great penultimate uh, ri- rousing speech <laughs> from Barry acting as if the next episode could in fact be the finale when they will finally face down Eva. So I don't know if that was on purpose, but it was, I know that's usually the speech that he gives before they start failing at fighting the villain and then takes up the episodes and then they finally do. But wow. if you didn't know that, you this would think. accuracy, this accuracy. <laughs> if you didn't know that, you would think this was the perfect penultimate episode speech. Yeah, I had that as a note, too. All the pep talks, which actually, when Cecile told Cisco boo-hoo, I had literally just written down in my notes boo-hoo because Cisco (laughs) was just being so mopey, and she's like, oh, you know, you gotta get over that. Like, Camilla loves you for who you are. You're doing your best, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it was interesting, the sheer volume of pep talks in this penultimate episode. Listen, that's (laughs) Uh very speech at the end. I mean, look, 
I know that this was filmed like way, I mean, way before the pandemic got as worse as it's gotten. But for some reason, it felt like Barry was literally talking to the world. Like, you know, we. I'm try, I'm gonna try to find the speed on life. So if the quotes are up, but like, it it felt so universal that you could like really apply it to what's happening right right now. Also, you know what? Like as as much as much mockery as as Taddy does, you know about the grand cousin knows how to like bring out the feels and just make you feel. Inspired. Yes, he does. Like indeed, he does. You know, I mean, look. The thing is, I mean, I know that America still doesn't have a president, so you know, maybe grand cousin for president twenty twenty. Uh, lol. He'll be better at reading off the speeches written by speechwriters than the current not president that we have. So that's true. Can't relate. Um, uh, oh wait, before before I pass it off to Andy, or yeah, that's what would happen next. I just want to say because I don't know where this would go. Yes, I don't know where this would go. But I loved I loved the scene between Barry and Joe. I loved that Joe got his screen time. Jesse Martin got his coins. But but even as I was like, oh, hold each other. Hold me. I was also like, how do you know where Joe is? And oh my gosh, you... I was thinking that too. I was like, <laughs> the point of this protection is you don't know where they are. <laughs> and if you knew where Joe was, why didn't you take fake Iris there when she told you to? I'm so because confused. Because he was fake. Yeah, but he didn't know at the time. Why wouldn't he have just been like, okay, let's go see your dad because apparently I know where he is. So anyway, <laughs> I just thought that was funny. So, um, something that maybe listeners don't know, maybe, and I don't know if you, the three of you know either, uh, but when it comes to Harley, is because I always find it so fascinating that in original, in original pilot script, Harley was supposed to be a recurring character. I mean, they were even casting him during pilot season, and then you know he ended up. Being yep. Cast. So I wondered, like, what I just wonder what the show would have looked like if he had been on there. But also, I think that's maybe one character too much. Um. I think that's probably why they cut it. It was one character too many. Um, but no, I I look. I I've always enjoyed Har- uh, Harley away whenever he's on the show. I think Enemy End is just crushes it every time he's on the show. And I like how that he is. You know, I mean, he's very snarky. He's very sarcastic, and he is. You know, he's a little diva, which I I don't mind. Um. So, but it's always been fun that they keep going back and forth on. You know, whenever there's been a you know a time travel uh, move, they they always seem to change his status on the show. Which, but you know, but I still think it's it, it kind of it, it kind of extends the mystery. You know, uh, that way we will never really truly know if um there if he's you know is he truly good or is he bad or whatnot? Uh, because probably Piper in the comic has evolved so much, you know, especially through the New Fifty Two and everything. Um. And yeah, I do. I still want him and David to get together at some point, because uh, that is that is canon in the comics. David and Harley are together. Uh, the, um, um, Central Piper. I don't know what, what's a good ship name. Uh, Dartley. I don't know. Um, either way, I would love to see Patrick and Andy get you know just at least be in a scene together and just be like, you know, in a di- in a in a in a different lifetime maybe. Uh, no, but I thought it was, you know, anyway, I'm very against the uh, idea of using the word filler when you know, there's, I mean, there, for me, there's two ways to look at it. There are filler episodes like, take, for example, I'm going to use, I'm gonna use small as an example. There's a crappy black and white episode in season six of Smallville where for some reason we had to look, follow Jimmy Olsen dreaming about being, you know, in like... Like in a nineteen forties gangster movie, I guess. So I don't, I don't know. It's it's all in black and white. We're talking like in the forties, and it had no purpose whatsoever. But then there are standalone episodes like Enter Flash Time, for example, where it doesn't really involve anything with the thinker, which you know who was the big bad for season four. But it goes, you know, it allows the show to do a separate storyline where we we really get to, you know, the the meat of Barry Allen because he like I mean basically Grant is you know carrying the, most of the episode on his own because you know he's supposed to, you know everyone else is supposed to be in flash time so 
and, and with this episode, like, I mean, it still it still ties in a little bit with the a you know a plot of the graphic novel too. But also, you know, it's I love it when we can actually see other characters on the show. Like, we don't have just because we have this current Big Bad doesn't mean that we can't see, you know, a guest spot from someone like Pied Piper or you know, you know, Eminent Black and so on. So yeah, and that, that's the thing. That's what I've always loved about the Flash, not just at, for from the TV show, but also from the comics, where you know he has such a. I mean, not just him. I mean, talk about Wally, but I mean everyone. The, the Flash of Wally has such a fun rogues gallery, and, and so many different types of characters that each issue feels unique from the next. That you know when it's depending on what writer, what storyline it's that is going on, and so I'm, I'm I'm glad that we got to see some closure on what Crisis actually did to get Pi Piper on that path again. Um, and um, with Godspeed, I I know some people were, like, really frustrated online. And the thing is, I think they're doing... I think they're doing the long run uh, with, with Godspeed. I think that there's supposed to be something bigger going on with him. And they he he's probably going to get worked into next season. Uh, or who knows, maybe Godspeed will be... You know, a woman. You know, a woman. You know, I mean, you know, female Big Bad seems to be doing really well right now on the Flash. Um, Eva has been crushing it, so why not? Um, although I will say the <laughs> the blue blood was really, really freaky. Uh, before they explained what was going on, but it was, yep, it was, it was horrifying to look at. So I, I really enjoyed uh, the A plot quite a lot, and uh, it was a nice team up. And because you know, I, I. I always, you know, I miss the times when we could have Barry and Leo get together, or Barry and Leonard, um, but we don't have Wayne Miller on the Flash anymore, so what can we do? As I, it's always fun, like, when he gets to team up with someone who is not entirely, like, you know, they, you know, maybe they have the same, same motives, but not the same methods, because uh, it, it, that, that, that can help challenge them a little bit, so I think the a was superb and i hope you know hopefully we will see harley next season um because i i think there's more things you can do with him or i don't know maybe i mean legends tomorrow could always use a new member you know we just lost a few ones this season so why not um but yeah i but and i agree with you guys are saying that it's one thing with the flag that has kind of always been on my mind i mean i'm not angry but it's, it's definitely something that i always get reminded of when I compared to other shows that there isn't a lot of LGBT representation. Um, so hopefully, you know, maybe that's something Eric will do for next season, you know, because there's, I mean, there, there should be room for that. Or maybe, you know, you know what, maybe Allegra will come out as, uh, LGBT next season, maybe, or, or maybe Chester, uh, or maybe Barry will divorce Iris and Ralph will leave Sue and they will finally get together. And somewhere, I, and somewhere, I think Taddy just uh, drew a knife at a picture of me in her, in her wall. Not sure about that I last just rolled. one, but Nora and Allegra—that could be a ship. Nora, I said Allegra. I support Nora and Allegra. Yes, Nora, Nora comes back to life and back in time and gets with Allegra. We love to see it. Fair enough. Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about the um, the A plot, or maybe do you have any Godspeed theories? So I know uh, in an interview Grant gave a few weeks ago, he said something about them setting up um, something with the reverse flash. So my theory is that Godspeed is working with the reverse flash. That's what it seemed to be setting up to me um, because he's talking about, he said we deserve it and that kind of thing. And we know the reverse flash is still slinking around somehow. So. Interesting. Um, Taddy, Lazy, any final thoughts on the A-plot? Um, I don't think so. I, I definitely do agree with Breeze that, that the reverse flash is lurking around somehow and it's got to tie back to him. I mean, we first met Godspeed in Nora's time, so I'm sure it will date back to the reverse flash in some way in that time. And Lazy? I, I kind of love the idea of actually, like, of the Flash actually starting to seed these stories a little like further in advance than in like the season seven premiere. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Godspeed might, but well, part of this is going to necessarily change because Eva will still be part of proceedings for part of next season. But 
I like the idea of of the big bads that sort of come against Team Flash are also just sort of a natural evolution part of the story. Like, yes, we stop between seasons and stuff because that's how shows are made, but it shouldn't surprise anyone when that character shows up again because the bits of that plot have already been, like, the groundwork has already been done in previous episodes. I think that makes the story, like, generally better, generally richer, and gives some of these... and. It has for Eva will I think here give these sort of villain stories a little bit more weight and meat to them as opposed to just like Barry and friends have to fight this one character for eight episodes at the end. I'm excited. Well, and Eric Wallace we trust. So there you go. Well then let's um let's move on to the next the next storyline. So Taddy, take us away. Yes, uh, I may or may not have had shade thrown at me about the way that I recap. So we will try a different recap just in case and see if our loyal listener comes back again with new feedback. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, hold on. (laughs) We get real comfortable. I love my fatty caps in the penultimate episode. In the penultimate episode of this fragment of a season, Iris decides to find Camilla in the Mirrorverse. However, she is fighting severe migraines brought on by very cool special effects that are meant to showcase neural dissonance. Because the longer you spend in the Mirrorverse, the less connection you have to reality. So while she finds Camilla... Um, Camilla at first doesn't believe her that she is the real Iris because the mirror Iris is the one that sent her here. So Iris gets quizzed on every detail about Cisco's life because that is what Iris and Camilla talk about. I'm sorry, I can't do recaps a different way. All right. So after they've established that Iris is her real self, Camilla then has to give Iris a pep talk about how it's okay that Iris didn't realize that Eva was batshit crazy because the whole point of the Mirrorverse is to attack your very essence. So now that Iris has been pep-talked, thank you, Camilla, they go off together to find Sing. Meanwhile, at some other end of the real universe, Eva wakes up from the weird dollhouse-looking object and decides she's going to go kill Joseph now. What do we think about this? Starting with Breeze. So I will get my complaint out first and then give the rest of my feedback. Um, (laughs) The fact that Camilla asked Iris to tell her something only she would know and only thing Iris could come up with was about Cisco drove me mad. Um, I know it's not the the individual writer's fault that the show has struggled with female friendships for seasons and seasons, but I was just really disappointed that these ladies have worked together how many months now and that's the only, the first thing Iris went to, like... Uh, anyway, I know it's supposed to point out the Baker's parallel of like Iris trying to get back to Barry and Camilla trying to get back to Cisco and some of the the relationship stuff we were talking about um, earlier in the episode. But anyway, that just really drove me crazy. But aside from that, I thought it was really interesting. I'm glad that Iris finally has an ally in the Mirrorverse, and it seems like Camilla's figuring some stuff out, even though the the neural dissonance is is preventing them from. Uh, doing some things but um, it feels like we're actually getting some movement and it answers the question of like where the hell has Camilla been though we're still looking for Sing Um, so I thought it was a good progression of this storyline aside from that uh, little quibble Hmm. beautiful Um, Andy would you like to add on to that would I Um, well I'm glad they found each other. Um, although it's... Okay. How do I put this? You look at the episode description. And the final sentence of it says that... My, meanwhile, Iris tries to escape the mirrors. That wasn't really what she was trying... That wasn't really what the her plot was about, though. Like, I feel the CW... The, script, the, script, the, scripture, the scripture writers need to, like... Actually look at the episode and be like... No, they... You know, Iris discovers a surprise inside the mirrors. Um... But it's not the first time they've written weird episode descriptions uh, for some of these shows. But I, no, I'm glad they 
you know, to bring it all together. So, but I'm, I'm getting worried that next week is going to be, I mean, West Allen fans are probably going to be shook because I'm almost guessing that Iris is not going to get out next week. I think you guessed correctly. Interesting. Um, if not, if she doesn't get out, I would imagine, or let's say if she does get out, I would imagine Barry uses up the last of his speed to get her out. And then that's how it would end. Or Iris manages to find a way to get Singh and Camilla out, but she is not out herself. Either way, she will, you know, it will end on a sour note. Well, um, yeah, I, I, I do agree with your what you were saying, Bree, that it was out of, a, you know, they've worked together since, I mean, it's been almost half a year, you know, you you would think that they would know a little bit more um, about each other, or, you know, she would know more, but it isn't just, like, <laughs> asking this good stuff, you know, but that, I mean, I didn't mind too much, and so I was just glad, oh, thank God that Camilla is actually alive, because, you know, there were people who actually thought that she was dead in the Mirrorverse, that, like, no, it's just Iris is inside the mirror, she's all alone, so... There you go. Lazy. Yes. Oh wait, I had my I had my mic muted and I didn't realize it. Sorry. I too um, had mine muted, so I did not say your name. <laughs> I will say that um, two things. I'm glad someone found Camilla finally, even though I don't understand how Iris found Camilla at all. Like, did she just wish really hard and found the Mirror Star Labs? I don't know. Um, so that was a little weird. But, um, Breeze, I have to 100% like co sign your statement. I also thought that was just horrible that literally the only things she could think of to say were about Cisco, not about Camilla, even though technically they both worked at the Citizen together. And you would think, like, at least, like, I can tell you a lot of boring personal facts about my coworkers simply because, or even some fun ones, simply because we spend <laughs> a lot of time together. That's such a good point. Like, because we're with each other as much as I am with my fiancé because we work together. Well, at least in the old world, because we work together. So that was just, like, very blah to me, which I realize is, like, at this point in the season, these episodes have, like, a lot of ground to cover. But, like, come on, guys. We've done so much better this year about female character representation, female character inclusion, like writing women as fully rounded people. Like, let's not go backwards. Um, put a pin in that there. Um, yeah, I also really wondered what that weird, like, rejuvenation coffin that Eva was in at the end, because that, like, definitely came out of nowhere. Although I fully support her desire to kill her dirtbag husband. So I hope she is successful in that regard. And I wonder if the episode that is now the finale, I've, I hope at some point after this episode, and I bet no one will be able to do this because it will still have to be part of next season in some way, shape, or form. I would love to know how the season was supposed to end because there's so little time left to cover so much ground. I'm, I'm going to put my predictions out there right now. I don't think Iris is going to get out of the Mirrorverse. Um, I don't, I think Eva will be in some way, like, triumphant. Maybe she'll actually kill the dirtbag husband. I kind of hope so. He sucks. Um, but we won't actually see her fully, like, transition into whatever kind of big bad she's going to be until next season. Or maybe we won't see that. I don't know. I think Eva's so interesting precisely because she's, like, a villain that is a villain, but also kind of not. Like, everything that happened to her was not her fault, and, of course, she went a little bit crazy being trapped alone in a mirror one-room or possibly seven-room lair. I don't know how the mirror <laughs> universe works. But, you know, I think there's so much more going on with that character than just, like, being an air quotes big bad that I do hope that now that we get a little more time with this story, since presumably some pieces of it have to continue into next season, that maybe we actually sort of poke at that a little bit instead of just have her end up in a cell in the Star Labs basement. Oh damn I I forgot they said they, they were that they still lock people up people up down there. Um <laughs> yes, yes they do. Okay. Yeah, didn't Hartley and Barry have like their pep talk like in the hallway of one of those 
cell rooms. It that would, I it would have been yes, so, they it, did. It, very strangely. It would have killed me if they stood. If they had stood outside a cell, and like if you look really closely, there's like you know the unconscious body of a prisoner because they've been forget, forgetting to feed these people this entire time. Yep. That would have killed me if that if something like that had like happened. We're like, oh right, you know how you like never feed them. We're like. Let them drink or anything like that. Oh yeah, that's this is what happens. So. I feel like it's like Hogwarts, where like you find out later, like everything is just being done by house elves. Like right. sort of like house elf system. There's like tiny little robots that Cisco has made that like just bring little trays down the hallway. <laughs> and he names them all. After so true. Him. He names them Dobby and etc. So that would be that would be funny. Um, Winky. Winky, there we go. Um, uh, who else ha- is, has everyone finished their thoughts on this? I have not given my thoughts. Well, ta- well, I, well Taddy, just... I don't like your I don't like your tatty caps anymore. Oh, so sad. Um, but I will give my toddy thoughts instead, oh. and they will be <laughs> they will be that. Um, I'm really glad that we're getting to see Iris finally. You know, get to move around the mult- the the mirrorverse. Thank God, after like six episodes. She finally figured out that there are other rooms. Um, so I was really glad to see her and Camilla reunited, even though I totally agree that when all all the things they gave her to say were Cisco things, I was like, okay, we get it. Cisco and Camilla are the OTP for Cisco. <laughs> anyway, and Iris totally ships them. But is there not anything that you guys have thought about for Camilla herself? Is there no thoughts, head empty? Especially, like, even the place where Iris found her, right? was Star Labs, because that's, like, the only thing associated with Camilla right now, because other than, like, that bar that she bartended at that one time. <laughs> so, like, there's nothing else. Um, so, that was kind of uh, sad. But I really did like their interactions aside from that, and I think that it's cool that they're going to get the team up and hopefully find Sing next episode. Also, um, I just wish that we could go back in time and, like, make the Mirrorverse storyline move a little faster, so that then we could get Iris and the team out by next week but alas we cannot do that instead i will just say i thought it was again a nice through line how they had every like agent of each storyline um doubting themselves and then they were backed up by a friend who reminded them of how beautiful they are inside all right then let's move on move on then it's time for Caitlin Corner or Frost. Um, I need an F word that's like a location. Frost foyer, maybe. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a great I'm one. Really terrified myself a little right there. Um, so for the second episode in a row, I am very excited to see that Caitlin slash Frost is still part of proceedings because I love her and I want what's best for her. But I also am like, this has so little to do with the rest of the story that it just feels like it came from somewhere else. And I don't really like, I just am like "Eh," a little, but anyway, this time uh, Ralph comes to cheer up. I mean, I like that, that Ralph is apparently like the designated sick friend visitor because he's he's just doing his his good friend deal and going to visit Frost, who is, I guess, remanifested now that Caitlin is not in an ice coma and has built a very stylish-looking light wound bandage thing. I don't know. It's kind of cool-looking. I don't really understand how it works. But um, Caitlin is anxious about... Frost is anxious about Caitlin's plans to go talk to her mom about her illness because she thinks that that Caitlin's mom will not like her, will not accept her, has never liked or accepted her. So it will be, you know, she's Caitlin's mom, not Frost's mom, which to be fair, I think is a is a fair concern. But then again, I have lost track of how we're explaining the Caitlin Frost divide at the moment. So I'm just gonna roll with that and and not think about it too hard but anyway frost it gets it frost gets her pep talk from ralph 
this really is the episode of Pep Talks about how she has really What's come Pep very... Talks, y'all? Come on. Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe put one in another episode instead of 17 in this one. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know, as someone who is afraid of you know, what's going on in the world right now? You know, I I don't mind if I get 42 minutes of just pep talks. So, you know. Um, but just, anyway. Anyway. Um, Ralph is, has, is there to, to buck Frost up about how far she has come developing into her own person this season. And he even makes her, which is honestly extremely adorable, a little certificate to indicate that she has graduated from his life Aww. coaching class. Which is very adorable, although... The diploma is what he calls it. Right, right. How did I forget that? But, yeah. It was really cute, and I kind of... I always like when the show tries to delve a little into sort of the frost Caitlin relationship and the shared or not shared psyche between these two women, but it really felt like it had so so little to do with the rest of the story i mean does she like just does, does she know i mean she's just sitting on her couch why can't cisco ask her about the new speed force these are questions i have but i realize like a lot of these things are out of the show's control like clearly this is still uh, some it, i think the reason it feels so weird is that we know that caitlin isn't really like daniel panabaker's not really gonna go on maternity leave because there aren't any more episodes of this season. So it's all kind of build up to like something that I don't know that we're going to see or that feels like it needs to happen anymore. But I enjoyed it because I enjoy all things Caitlin here in the frost foyer. But I feel like a lot of viewers are probably like WTF was the point of this other than it was just cute. Like I am, I remain amazed by how far Ralph has come as a character in his own right and in his relationships with everyone else on Team Flash. So, thumbs up to them for their cute little friendship. Even though I don't think it did much else for the rest of the episode. But, thoughts? I would like I would like a toddy cap on your feelings. <laughs> toddy will recap her feelings. Um, they're basically, I basically agree with you. Like, it's funny because last episode which already seemed a little bit out of place when they went to go find Caitlin. And then they were like, okay, Caitlin, you're going to go to your mom. And I was like, okay, cool. That makes sense. That's a good exit. And then she was here again. <laughs> and I was like, okay, she has not gone to her mom. I see. Um, so it was like, I guess we talked Caitlin to go to her mom. Now we have to talk Frost to go to her mom. Cool. And both times it's Ralph. So it's Ralph the part where Cisco, where Cisco was like, oh, Caitlin's out of commission, so I can't ask her. And I believe she's reading a book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you really could ask yeah. her. <laughs> but yeah, um, Ralph is officially Caitlin's best friend, or Frost's best friend, really. Takes me back to that time when um, <laughs> Ralph said that Frost was hot, even though Caitlin was not. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, that, that, what? That, that, I don't remember that. Prices, 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 that was like, season four. Oh, when he first met Frost, like back in season four. That was it. That was when he was a dirtbag. Yes, he was Price, a dirtbag. That was old Ralph. However, however, that has now translated into Ralph thinking that Frost is a beautiful tropical fish of a human being and giving her diplomas for graduating from his life coaching class, even though he is probably the last person who needs to be life coaching anyone. But together, they have struggled through it and come out better people. So, yes, they are very they are very cute. I love that friendship. Um, And, yeah, it was really nice. Like, like, as I was watching I don't think that I was bogged down by the number of pep talks. I didn't like really feel it. It was only when I was preparing for this podcast in order to discuss what I liked and didn't like that I was like, it was all podcast. It was all pep talks. <laughs> Not all podcasts. It was all pep talks, which are perfect for podcasts. All pep talks, all so, podcasts. Exactly. So, so in the moment, I wasn't that um, annoyed by it or anything. However, I did think that specifically in the Caitlin part, because it's, it is really just like everything's kind of following the same storyline, right? Uh, and then there's Caitlin and Ralph. <laughs> I was like, okay, hello. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, it didn't it didn't contribute necessarily to the larger part of the episode. The, pa- like the penultimate could, episode of the penultimate. Yes, the larger part of the penultimate episode. However, it did contribute to a penultimate look at the power of Frost and Ralph's friendship. Dun, dun. 
<laughs> I also thought there were lots more interesting creative shots to cover up the fact that Daniel Panabaker was pregnant in this episode. Yeah. Like, there was one really amazing one where they literally, like, shot over her shoulder, but managed to, like, from above, but, but like, very specifically, like, had a cushion in front of her stomach. It was just, like, insane. Okay, Andy, thoughts? I mean, you're clearly... What? What, um, Welcome to the the Frost Foyer. Oh well, thank you. Uh, never been here before. Clearly, according to some fans. Uh, no, it's, I, a, it's a little cold here. <laughs> See what I did there? Oh, I love you. Um, so I obviously just setting her off to. You know, I mean, if this had if this had continued as the normal season, you know, she this would have been her her exit. For the time being, so, uh, but you know, I'm glad. I mean, look, I'm glad we're at least getting a few moments here and there, even though if she's not part of the ongoing storyline. I mean, at least they're acknowledging the fact that you know she's, you know, still healing and she still figure herself out. So I, I, I dug the scene between her and Ralph, um, and, and it's also just good to for the Arrowverse, but also for the CW in general that a man and a woman can be. Just put, you know, they can love each other platonically, and that's it. Not everyone has to be shipped with one another. Um, says the says the co-host who's been insisting on a Ralph and Barry ship for two seasons. So, um, I should shut up. But uh, no, I thought it was sweet, and um, yeah, they were. You know, I agree with you, ladies, that there were those shots where you're like, oh, they're clearly doing it to kind of cover the fact that she's pregnant. But. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm guessing maybe she's not in next week's episode. So if this was it, you know, I think it's a good send off. They better tell me, like, if this is if this was her sort of like exit story, like I'm assuming all the stuff with her mom, they're not going to actually like show us. So they better at least tell me what happened. Like, and not just be like, oh, love, mom I, had a magic. I love how you. My mom like... had a magic light going, and I'm healed. I love how you're like, I, I, you know, they better t- tell me. Well, yeah. I love how you're like, everyone personally, else. call up Lacey, let her know. They, <laughs> they won't say it in the episode. They'll just write Lacey an email and be like, by the way, this is what happened. I just wanted you to know. <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting that Frost said, oh, I may be going away for a long time. And I wasn't sure if that meant that they're writing out the Frost portion. Daniel's taking some time off, which who even knows when they're going to get back to filming. So maybe that will change. I just thought it was weird how she emphasized that because like, even, even if she was gone the rest of the original season, it would have only been three more episodes. So I don't know if that's what it was referring to. I just thought it was, and I'm probably overthinking it, but I just thought it was interesting how she emphasized that. I've wondered for a long time, actually, well, I haven't wondered in so much as it's sort of like the way I would write this storyline. If anyone asked me, um is i always i always wondered like if they weren't working towards like trying to i've always thought it's weird their their insistence on keeping caitlin and frost like two separate people they're not different aspects of her personality or whatever but this episode felt like they were kind of going back a little towards their two aspects of her personality they're basically like it's like the dark icy version of her daughter so I'm like, maybe they are trying to make it more like it's going to be Caitlyn, but who has meta powers and like a love of pleather. I don't know. But I, I, are you basically, <laughs> are you pitching the idea basically that at some, because this is what I've been saying since, since season four, that eventually I could see Caitlyn and, and Frost merging into literally one person. That's what yeah, I've been thinking I, this I mean, entire time that it would do. Which is what they should have done from the start, yes. Yes, they should have uh, always been. However, I mean, it's like every other show you watch about people who have split personalities. They're not two people sharing a body. They're one person with, like, a need for therapy and some medication. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> what? No, I mean, I, it, it, it was just funny how you're like, it's not about, you know, two it's, people sharing it's a body. It's not, like, if I, like... I have depression. I don't have like like a separate sad person who manifests sometimes. Like it's all me. You know, I always thought that was the way they should do the story and it never made sense to me that that they were so like no no, Frost is a different person. It felt to me like they were just trying to like 
not have to address the fact that Caitlin did some bad things that they should right. yeah. address. So I'm like, let's go back to that. Mm-hmm. If I ran the world, that's what I would do. I, I would do it with you. Um, that Ooh. being said, what I thought with the whole you might not see me again or whatever is I thought that, that Frost was going to go into like hibernation. That like, because otherwise, like, what was she gonna do? Like, not let Caitlyn go to her mom to get cured? So I thought that she was like in like hibernate inside Caitlyn, and Caitlyn would go to her mom, and Frost would just like not exist for a long time, quote unquote, like the way that Caitlyn was not existing in order to let Frost live life inside Star Labs before <laughs> Crisis. Well, I guess uh, we have we talked a little bit about the post credit scene, but. Um... Yeah, I want to know what a coffin was. Like, for real. I mean, Eva, Eva looked great coming out of it. Like She looks so refreshed. <laughs> literally, like, her skin is flourishing, her crops are growing. Like, I mean, it's this, should we be all investing in these? Maybe that's McCulloch's real secret technology is Eva's <laughs> skincare routine. <laughs> She's like, here's the moisturizer. <laughs> no, oh my god but I guess my question is like was this machine something she built I guess before she went into the mirror or because she just she's been gone so long and she just found this magic machine that I guess healed her from her mirror verse trip it was just very random well I guess we will have to find out in the season finale uh, that following the, the penultimate episode of uh, season 6 I mean I, I mean I feel there's going to be so many answers that Eric is going to have to, like, you know, like, once we get to season seven and they probably wrap up the, the Mirror Mistress arc, I feel there's going to be so many posts more where he's like, okay, let me tell you what we had actually originally planned. And then, like, you see, like, lists and lists of lists of things. And then, you know, we got to that point, whatever it ends up being. Um, but I'm definitely free for the season finale. I'm looking for, it's going to be interesting to see how this all wraps up in this version of season six. So, um, does anyone have any final thoughts or any, you know, anything else you want to comment on before we go to feedback and then, uh, get close to the end? Dead silence. Feedback, feedback. All right, then let's do some uh, listener feedback with the tweets and the emails. So Breeze, kick us off. Okay, at Walt658 said, getting sick of fake godspeeds, bring on the real one. I think we're all in agreement on that. Also, I think there is another mirror duplicate out there that we are unaware of. That's an interesting theory. I'm not sure who it would be, um, but that would definitely shake things up. Does anyone have any thoughts on that? Ooh. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> at and Jiffy Pop Culture said, such a good episode of The Flash. I really enjoyed the Hartley return, and it was so good to see Team Flash finally come together as a cohesive unit. But with Barry so underpowered, why doesn't he call up the hashtag superfriends for help? Thinking, uh, sorry, when we copy and paste these emojis go away, so I have to figure oh. out what that emoji was. Thinking face, smirking face, hashtag post-crisis. I think that's also a good point. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's many logistical reasons why he's not calling the super friends, i.e. budget and people are filming their own shows. But you would think he uh, would call up at least another powered hero. Um, and at Morning Magnolia said, between Savitar, 90 crises, and just living in Central City in general, how is there not a superhero therapy group? Well, if Tom I mean, King, if Tom King, if Tom King has it, has anything to say about it, you know. No, let's not adapt heroes <laughs> in crisis, please. I love Tom King, most of Tom King's work, but uh, not looking to have that adapted in the CW universe. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Uh, Lacey, uh, you want to do them emails? emails although first i will say that i kind of agree that i do think at least now that we're all on the same earth like we gotta at least like come up with some big lines about like i tried to call Kara or i tried to call sarah and no one answered or something because it is like like they don't have the excuse of them not being in the same place anymore so like little effort is all i'm asking for i know they can't be on the show just pretend like you didn't forget they existed that's all all right, on to emails. 
Our first email is from Levy, and it says, Hi, Flash Podcast. 618 was a pretty solid episode. It definitely could be categorized as filler, and if it weren't the penultimate, there you go, Andy, episode, it would be a good opportunity to regroup and have everyone regain their footing as individuals and a team before the final stretch of episodes. But when you recognize our current situation, you couldn't help feeling like the episode dragged its feet. Also, it put Barry in another position to lose his speed. While I don't mind a throwback speedster fight with a homage to 601... I was surprised how much speed Barry still had. So was I, actually. I don't really understand how his, like, mood watch works. I'm just going to put that out there. Because sometimes he's sad and it goes down. And sometimes he's angry and it goes down. But then it's back up again. So where did that come from? I don't know. Um, Hartley was a good addition. And the banner with Cisco just brought me back to season one. Sad that his boyfriend was stuck vibrating for six years. <laughs> that yeah, does that sound so dirty to me? It's yes, it does sound. <laughs> yeah, for once, for once, I was not the one to go there. So sorry, y'all. I just say it. Fine, we were all thinking it. Uh, I wonder if the Godspeeds, which really sounds like a indie band, I have to interject, are connected to Black Hole. I loved all the heart to hearts, especially with Joe and Barry. Camilla and Iris's friendship was so beautiful to see, and I hope we get to see more in the future. Grant and Carlos did a great job showing their characters' hopelessness without their better halves. And random aside, but Danny Nicolette's hair was looking great this episode. That is a true fact. Uh, I have loved Cecile recently. Just wish we had an update on Jenna. Taddy and Breeze look at each other knowingly. That literally <laughs> says that in the email. I did not do oh, that. Oh, they did. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I did not interject uh, that. Uh, It was wonderful to see Barry find his mojo again and give the team the direction and confidence they need. Lastly, my theory is that the Eva at the end was her mirror duplicate. Maybe Carver locked the duplicate up so Eva didn't have any access to him. Interesting that Carver was in the promo for next week. Can't wait to see Barry fight to get his wife back. I smile every time he says that. Just hope Iris can get out and we aren't left with our OTP separated over the long, long hiatus. Look forward to hearing your thoughts. I still 100% believe that they are going to be separated over the long, long hiatus. Because <laughs> I just feel like that's going to happen. Why do you, why do you hate See, I wasn't why thinking you... that, and now everyone else is saying it, so I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's why, probably going to happen. Why, why do you guys hate the power of West Island? Let's Could, hope yeah, we're wrong. As well. well, just think about all the fan fiction that people will write during the hiatus if they're, the, like, trapped. That we, that, that we could read on air. Exactly. Uh, our next email is from John Patrick Van Pelt, and it says, uh, I thought this was very enjoyable, but a couple of things I would point out. One, I did find it a little spooky when Joe saw Barry coming into his home with no one else home. That was kind of terrifying. Um, two, when Killer Frost says she was thinking about her special friend, was she referring to blood work? And three, why did it seem Barry, for Barry Allen's speed to be acting like normal when he chased Godspeed? I thought Barry Allen was supposed to be losing his speed. Uh, I still wish the show would have had at least have at least one week if we didn't have the so-called virus. I think it would have had like at least two more weeks if we hadn't had this virus. Maybe three. I can't do math. But yeah. Yes, three. Because it was supposed to end at 22. Right. Stupid coronavirus. Ruining everything. Yep. Yep. It's I don't want to talk about it. I'm so sick of it. Um, also, because I always feel like I need to put like an editorial note here. It's not a so-called virus. It's a real virus. Stay in your house and wash your hands. XOXO, Lacey. Oh, yeah. I didn't pick <laughs> up on that. But, yeah, we... Um, it's firmly real. It's a real virus. It's not so-called. Um, Stay in your house, wash your hands, get a face mask. Stay in they your have house. Themed, they have themed the one now. It's probably going to be Flash face masks before this is all over. That's true. If anyone has, like, cool comic book Flash face masks, send us pictures. Yeah. Or something I, just ordered some, I just ordered some cat ones to support, like, an a, a animal charity. And it's going to be... I'm so excited to wear it. Well, not that I leave my house. But if I leave my house, I'm excited to wear it because it's, like, the face is little whiskers. Like, it's, like, oh. the, like the mask is, like, a little cat nose and mouth. But, like, the whiskers actually say... If you're if you're close enough to read my whiskers, you're standing too close to me, and I just I cannot wait. 
Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen Batman ones, but if anyone has a Flash one... Uh, yeah, I've seen like, a lot of Star Wars ones, but I haven't seen any good comics ones, so yes. I, th- I, I would love to see some Arrowverse ones, if possible. So, um, but especially the Flash, obviously. But, um, but yeah, I think that's going to be for listener feedback, because we, we got to wrap things up. So, um, and here's what we do, because we could go on forever. So here's what I will do. Um, if you want to follow all of us, there's links to our Twitter bio in the episode post. So just click on our names and you will get to our Twitter. You can see all of our work there. And remember, next Wednesday, Wednesday, May 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern slash 3 p.m. Pacific, the four of us are going live and wired on Mixer.com slash DC Podcast to cover the season six finale of The Flash that uh, is a follow-up to the penultimate episode of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just love your dedication to this. Listen, I I just want to hear Rebecca Morgan's reaction, okay? And I want to, you know, Supergirl Radio listeners, let them know what we did because I, I may not tell them immediately because I just wanted them to kind of find out, like, oh, there's something going on over the Flash podcast. Maybe we should check in. Like how Barry should check in with Car and be like, hey, girl, you know, my speed is gone. You want to come over here and maybe help me stop this Godspeed? And she'd be like, no, I'm stuck with fighting technology. He said, rolling rolling his eyes. Uh, so, yeah, but we're going to get together on Mixer and we're going to do, you know, a fun live show. So do join in the live in the live chat with your questions, thoughts, feedback. You can get a free Mixer account on Mixer.com or you can get it through the Mixer app on Apple Store, Android devices. So do it. We always have so much fun. And it is kind of a good little uh, warm-up for it because on Saturday, June 20th, we're going to be hosting our annual DC Podcast Charity Marathon uh, with details coming out very, very soon on, over at dctpodcast.com slash fundraisers. So stay tuned for that, but, but mark it in your calendar that on Saturday, June 20th, you, you know, you're going to be listening, listening to us podcast for about 12 to 15 hours, depending on. So um, get ready. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be it. So thank you for for joining us for our penultimate episode discussion for the penultimate episode of the Flash season six, as uh, so next week is the nineteenth episode, which is the follow up to the eighteenth and penultimate episode, and to get ready. So from all of us here on the Flash podcast, I'm Andy B. I'm Tatiana. <laughs> I'm Breeze, and I'm Lacey. And we'll see you next time on the Flash podcast. Mm-hmm.